I'm Pete Seligman. Welcome to Season 3 of my podcast, The Next Step. This year, the Australian ETA and Search Fund community is looking forward to its first big event for the region. The ETA Forum will be held at the Manly Pacific Hotel on Manly Beach in Sydney on Friday the 16th of September. In the lead up to the event, I'll be interviewing the speakers and moderators to give you some insight into the experience, capability and knowledge that will be on offer when we all come together for the first time. Please stay tuned as we count down the days and be sure to yell out if you have any questions or comments to offer so we can make the ETA Forum a great event for all involved. Now let's jump into this episode of The Next Step. We looked at what are some of the things that we discussed with investors when we were doing our capital raise. And the conversation was very different. You know, certainly for me, there was a mixture of experienced search fund investors and inexperienced. And the way that you go about raising capital from both of those profiles is very different. One, there's an education on the model itself. One knows the model far better than you do, and it's about selling yourself. And how has that changed from today where search is now in this big growth phase in Australia and you have investors that may not have invested in search before but are aware of the model and they look at their risk and exposure in a different way as well. So it should make for a good panel. In this episode, I speak to Rob Gaunt. He's the CEO of Ace Training, a business that he bought as a result of a search that he undertook a year or so ago in partnership with SME Ventures, which was founded by Jake Nicholson. I speak to him about the different flavors of search. And what I mean by that is the different ways in which a searcher can come to the search market and the different ways in which investors can invest in search. And really there are kind of a spectrum of flavors if you put it that way. But for example, at one end of that spectrum, there is a self-funded search, which is where an entrepreneur might head out on their own, fund their own search process. And then when they find a business to buy, they'll go to investors to raise capital to then undertake that acquisition or even acquire the business on their own. In the middle of the spectrum, there is traditional search where a searcher will raise search capital, undertake a search and then raise acquisition capital to buy. And then at another end of the spectrum, there is the accelerated type of programs that you see popping up around the globe, including SME Ventures, where Rob undertook his search, which is where the accelerator platform itself becomes effectively the partner that the searcher never had, provides a framework within which the searcher can execute their search and then also continue to operate the business they acquire. And so what we're talking about here is what are the pros and cons of each of those structures and how might either a searcher or an investor consider whether or not one or the other or even a mix of those might be most suitable for them. In September, we've got the ETA forum coming up and Rob is actually hosting a panel on which they'll be discussing exactly those differences between these structures and maybe even touching on a few different flavours that have come to market, which are variations on the theme. So I hope you enjoy this episode of The Next Step, and I also hope you find a ticket to buy to come to the ETA Forum in September and join us there. Cheers. Hey Rob, thanks very much for joining us today on another episode of The Next Step. I know that you've been on before, so we won't go through your whole background because people can listen to that in a separate sitting. But before we get into the main topic of the conversation today, How's things going? I mean, you're, you're a bit over a year into acquisition of ACE training. You know, what's the update? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, look, it is. We've just gone past the 12 months. It's been a lot of fun and a lot of challenges. Stepping out of the search phase and into the operational, you're obviously using a 
a different skill set and activating things that may not have been used in a while. So it's, it's good to be operational again. Um, going through the, I think, what are very normal challenges of new ownership and assembling a new leadership team. Um, and I think like everything in business, it always takes a little longer than you would have hoped and probably costs a little more as well. Um, <laughs> so, so it's definitely been, been fun so far. Um, we're, we're stepping into a, a unique place in the business now. Well, uh, a different period where we we focus a lot on kind of some operational things and we're now looking more towards growth and driving revenue, which is exciting. This is the bit that we we wanted to get to. Um, but it has taken a bit of time to to kind of clean house in in stepping in. So yeah. It's uh I was just speaking to someone the other day about that transition from the search phase into the operating phase and also the kinds of assumptions that you should make around the changes that need to be made within the business. And one of the comments they made was, um, you know, uh, from what we can see from the outside in, the core business seems to be operating well, so there won't be many changes we need to make there. And, and the feedback I gave to them at that point is it's kind of like driving a car. You know, like if you were driving your car and then I jumped in to drive it, I might not need to make massive changes for me to be able to drive it, but there will be some. Like I'll have to move the seat. I might have to adjust the steering wheel. I might need to change the rear vision mirrors. And all that stuff takes time. So it's almost like regardless of how little change you think you'll need to make, there's always a bunch of things because you're a different driver, right? Like the previous owner ran that business in their way. Now you're going to need to run it in your way and that's going to induce some change. So For sure. And and particularly in the search model where you're probably stepping into an industry that you haven't been before, mm. there's an additional learning curve there. You know, if you transition in, in normal job, you know, yes, there's different processes and policies and ways of doing things. Um, that's taken to the next level when it's stepping into a new industry and that's going to have its own intricacies. Um, the other thing which I, I find quite unique probably to, to the search model is you're usually looking for a legacy business that has been operating for a long time under an owner operator that started working in the business and then kind of transitioned into the senior part. So there's, there's a lot of that tech enablement and, and operational views that you need to relook at. And, you know, the way that I look at it is similar to you. It's, it's got good bones, but what do we want to do with that? And how do we want to change that into, into our way? And, Inevitably, that ends up taking a little bit longer than than you initially expected, um, which which can be fun, but it can also present its challenges. And you know, the the big shiny thing that everyone wants to chase is growth and how do we scale this. Um, but sometimes the the real value is in setting that foundation first, so you've got that springboard to then go and achieve what what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm I'm really excited about that kind of not only hands-on but real-time experience you're going to be bringing to the forum in September because um, there's a lot of conversations that and and kind of sessions there around, you know, the first 100 days and transition to ownership and all that kind of stuff. And I think that having you in those audiences will be really interesting um, because you'll be able to contribute some first-hand experience there, which is great. Um, so make sure that even though you're running your own session, you're bringing a bit of the brain power for those other ones as well. I'm, I'm definitely keen to to pick the brains of the panels there for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but on that point, I mean, you have kindly offered to to host one of the panels, um, which is looking at a, a kind of different lens um, on the on the search marketplace, which is those 
what we're describing is these different flavors of search. So there's a range of different structures. And, you know, if we were to name all of them, it'd be like walking into a Ben and Jerry's, right? So we're not going to go into every single different type. But, um, you know, the, the way that you're looking at structuring your conversation is around three main kind of structures or approaches to search. Um, do you want to give us a bit of a, a, a walk through um, kind of how you're structuring that conversation and, and what you hope to get out of it? Yeah, sure. So, um, so essentially, we're we're looking at the the main three, which are particularly prevalent in Australia today. So, we've got a, a self funded search, um, we've got the traditional search fund, and then we've got a traditional accelerator, um, which which just introduces another component of there. And then, as you mentioned, there's all different types of ways you can do within that. You can have partnered, you can have solo under each of those categories as well. Um, the the thing that I like about the the panel that that we've got together is there's um, there's a representative of each of those. So as, as moderator, I can speak to the accelerator model. Um, we've got Michael who who's self-funded, um, but didn't start off that way, which brings a, a really interesting dynamic. And then we've we've got Greg as well, um, who who's gone the traditional route. So there's a, a good representative from each of those. Um, you know, as as someone who's been through the 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 entire process and is now operational. Um, I get a lot of prospective searchers asking, how did I decide on, on what the, the right thing for me is? So what we're going to focus on in our panel is, you know, defining what these are so people know exactly what we're talking about when we when we mention each model. And then looking at what are the ways that we viewed the, the route to go and what are some of the internal analysis that that we looked at when we were making our decisions. And then how did that play out in reality? And if we had our time back, what would we ask ourselves again? So, um, you know, some things, and, and certainly for me, some things I viewed at uh, turned out to be the right way. Some things I would focus on different types of questions. So what I hope is that someone who's looking at search can say, okay, here's a, a good view of how some of the people who have gone through or, or currently going through this model have viewed it. Um, this is their feedback. Here are some of the questions that I should be asking myself. And hopefully by doing that, I can identify which model I'm better suited for. And, you know, there is no right or wrong way to do this. There are just different ways and people's strengths and backgrounds um, match up to, to different components of that. So I think it's going to be very interesting for a prospective searcher to look at how other people have viewed a very similar situation and how they chose which path to go down. And likewise, for, for investors looking at the internal process that searches go to through before they actually end up investing. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think that one of the things, I mean, one of the great things about search as a whole um, is that there are lots of different models. So you can kind of pick what is going to suit you and your experience and also your appetite. Um, and I think when, particularly when you look at these three different models, it is quite a personal decision as to whether or not you do want to have like arguably at one end of the spectrum, the complete flexibility of a self-funded search um, or whether you need or have the appetite for the support of an accelerator or whether or not you want the mentor group of an engaged kind of invested search um, register, which you get with the traditional funded search. Um, so I think having that opportunity to debate all of those pros and cons and hear effectively straight from the horse's mouth on on what that experience has been because all three of you guys 
uh, kind of right in the thick of it. So it's not theoretical. Like this is real stuff. Like, no, you know, it's very real about, for us, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it um, means that and, like when, when you're in there, you, you can hear it straight from the horse's mouth, which is great. Yeah, the other element of that is is the timing as well. You know, it's um, the model is having such rapid adoption from both a searcher and an investor point that it's a very different landscape when I was looking at this mm-hmm. to uh, what the guys are operating in now, but also what prospective searchers are looking at. So how do we factor that into our decision-making and how would we view it in today's climate versus what we saw when we were doing it? Um, it just adds another another layer to the conversation. It's a really interesting point, actually. I hadn't considered that, but you're right. Like Because Australia is a market is going through quite a lot of growth in this structure, each year is slightly different. And, and that might influence your decision around the structure that you follow because the pros and cons of a, a particular structure might be in relation to the ability to raise capital. And the capital market at the time might influence whether or not you go self-funded or funded or whatever. Um, and that capital market is has definitely changed you know, year on year on year, and even this year versus next year, the capital markets be changed again. Um, so you're right, like it's not only what structure do I think might suit me, but it's also what structure might suit me in this market as opposed to next year's market or whenever. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I mean, it's it's also about how you ask that question as well. Inevitably, Everyone wants to know, how did you raise the capital? It's the first question every searcher asks. I'm sure um, mm. you get that a lot as well. Yeah. And it is, in my view, absolutely the wrong question to be asking yeah. when you are looking at going down a search path and which avenue you should be going down or, or which flavor is right for you. Mm. Um, so, you know, we can provide a little bit of context as to how we looked at that when we were deciding. And, and again, that's where it's, what do we wish we had asked and would it have changed our our mind and um you know how does that factor into today's climate mm. yeah it's funny that the the capital one is is a common question um but it's the same with most things like if you've got a good idea or you've got a good good kind of approach the capital will come and i mean particularly if you look at this year i mean the amount of dry powder in private equity is huge right so so capital raising whilst challenging like i know i've got i've got friends that are raising capital at the moment for various things and it's not it's never easy um but if you've got the right approach um and you've got the right kind of level of patience and the right program you can get there so you're right if you put all your decision eggs in the capital basket you might actually make the wrong decision because there are lots of other factors to consider Correct. And, and, you know, um, chatting with the, with the guys while, while we were preparing for this, you know, we looked at what are some of the things that we discussed with investors when we were doing our capital raise. And the conversation was very different. You know, certainly for me, there was a mixture of experienced search fund investors and inexperienced. And the way that you go about raising capital from both of those profiles is very different. One, there's an education on the model itself. One, knows the model far better than you do, and Mm. it's about selling yourself. And how has that changed from today where search is now in this big growth phase in Australia and you have investors that may not have invested in search before but are aware of the model and they look at their risk and exposure in a different way as well. So it should make for a good panel. Yeah. And what's based on the conversation you've had so far and also your own experience, like what about that investor lens? Like what are the kinds of things... 
you know, as an investor coming to that conversation that they might pick up in deciding whether or not they would prefer to invest with a self-funded or a funded or or an accelerated searcher? So, again, this is going to depend on, um, I think, equally as, as searchers have a model that resonates more with them, investors will as well, and there'll be a whole lot of personal factors that that contribute to that. Um one thing that that collectively we're noticing, and, and this is feedback from people who are raising capital as well, is because that conversation has changed and investors understand the model better, they are analyzing the searcher differently. Mm. Um, so so I think investors are going to be looking at prospective searches and making sure that they've done their homework and that the the path that they've chosen is the right one for them. And mm. You know, even from from someone who speaks to these people before they raise capital, it's quite easy to see the ones who have done their homework, who have done a lot of internal reflection, and and who have thought about things in a in a particular way, as opposed to people who just want the outcome and haven't put as much thought into the process. Um, the process is important, particularly when you're raising capital. You're getting a group of people to back you in this model. Um, and obviously, there are there are procedurally some differences from someone who raises search capital to someone who's doing a self funded search and is just raising acquisition capital. So it's it's how the the risk profile and the deployment of that capital looks as well. But I think there's no right way in there, and a person who's approached the process right will be able to fill in the gaps where there are in the different types of of models as well. Yeah, it's interesting. So. From an, from an investor's perspective, it all still does, regardless of structure, ultimately come down to an assessment of the individual, you know, and, and interestingly, like a big weighting gets put against the self-awareness of that individual, you know, do they actually know who they are and what they want? Because that's more likely going to correlate with success because then they're probably going to push themselves in a direction that's going to make sense, whereas if if as an investor, you're seeing a searcher doing a pitch who doesn't quite look like they've done enough, as you say, self-reflection. They've probably got a bit more learning to do about themselves before they can confidently head down a path. Yeah, and I, I think that's the the most important part of this is understanding why you gravitate towards one of these different models. Mm. And irrespective of the one that you choose, how are you looking to support yourself through that process and um you know each model has slightly different components to it um and you need to to fill those in in different ways and someone who really understands their their core capabilities and the way that they want to go about it is going to stand out from from someone who hasn't done that work yeah well definitely one of the intentions of of hosting this forum uh next month is not only to bring together the existing community of, of people involved in search, but also invite a whole bunch of people who want to learn more about it um, to have the opportunity to mix in with those experienced people and learn more. And I think your session is going to be um, right at the crux of, of that process, right? So there'll be a whole bunch of people who are thinking about doing a search, who are trying to work out what the best approach might be. And I think that particular session will be really valuable because they'll have the opportunity to kind of reflect on Kind of what might suit them, um, and, and I was I was having this conversation with a few people earlier. You know, the 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 great thing about having real life examples in the three of you guys on the panel to talk through these different structures is that in the session itself, you won't have an opportunity to answer all those questions, right? 
However, all of those people that are sitting there listening to it will identify the fact that, oh, you know, I've got that question. I wanted to go deeper. I can chat to Rob afterwards and go a bit deeper on that point. And I think, um, you know, there'll be good opportunity for that during the session as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the interesting thing um, when we were all reflecting on this is we all looked at the problem differently uh, and we all got elements of it wrong and we learned more from what we got wrong than what we got right. Yeah, um, so, so there are some collective thoughts that come out and saying, okay, you know, this is the bit we focused on. Should we have, if, if we had had 2020 vision, um, you know, this is how we would have probably looked at it. Would it have changed the outcome? Probably not. Um, but maybe a better way to, to look at it is through asking this question. Um, and, you know, we have searchers reach out to us all the time who, who are going through a similar exploration phase. It's, it's a really important part of the journey. Mm. Um, and the community, when I was going through that, both, uh, you know, kind of internationally and, and people who had done different variants of that in Australia were, were so giving. It's nice for us to be able to to have this type of conversation in a in a public forum and say, hey, you know, here are some of the things that we learned, um, and and answer some of those questions. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thanks very much for your time today, Rob. It was good to chat as always, and looking forward to seeing you at the forum in September. Anything in particular that you're hoping to get out of the day, or anything you're looking forward to in particular on that day? Oh, look, I think you've put together such a great day. It's going to be awesome to have everyone from the community there and some new people as well. So I'm looking forward to getting some FaceTime with people that I haven't. Some of these people we've spoken a lot over the phone or via Zoom, but it'll be great just to have everyone together. It's fantastic to see the model doing so well in Australia. I feel very lucky to be part of it. Awesome. Thanks very much for your time and chat soon. Cool. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Next Step. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're joining us at the 2022 ETA Forum in Manly, I look forward to seeing you there. If you haven't already bought a ticket and this episode lit the spark, please head to etaforum.com.au to book your place and we'll see you in September.